We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Say Judgment Day. Ooh, wow! It's, it's a big game. It's a great call. I think we named the podcast Judgment Day. I think so. I think so. These guys, opportunity, head back to the bay, 2 2, game on, everyone's in a good mood, or we're entering this weekend really fucking grumpy. Yeah, I mean, the series <laughs> is over. If the Warriors lose this game tomorrow and, and the Warriors win the series, they have two home games. Across I, would, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's over, but I I'm, I will officially say I'm no longer confident. Right. I mean, right because right now, I mean, you know, right now I think of this team as they win one game on the road, which is the one that they win every series in the existence of this Warriors dynasty with Steph sure. Clay and Draymond. They win this game every single time, right? Uh, and they win it tomorrow, and and the Warriors are set. I don't believe that the Warriors are absolutely outmatched, Sam. So let's get into it. Where do we start yeah, first? I mean, I, th- I think two things could be true. There's certain things Boston does where I'm like, okay, they're better at that. But I think in the aggregate, they there's still opportunity for the Warriors here. We, sh- we got to start with the biggest news item of the day, Steph Curry. So Steph comes out, immediate media availability says, I'm going to play. But let me read you the more detailed quote. So he was asked, the first time you sprained your foot, you tried to run, went right back to the locker room, couldn't really play on it. This time you did play a few possessions. How did it feel in those possessions? And uh, did that also lead you to believe this was less serious? And Steph goes, oh, for sure. Like I said, this is almost an identical play. This one just wasn't as bad a one. As soon as you started to take a couple steps, you kind of knew whether you can run normal, cut normal or not. Back then, which he's referring to the Celtics game in March, I couldn't. Yesterday, I could. That gives me a little bit of confidence knowing it wasn't that bad. We'll see how it feels tomorrow. I know I'm going to play, but we'll see how it responds, that kind of impact. How do you feel when you hear that? Uh, It sounds like when he talks about an ankle injury. It's kind of sad that you know about the injury immediately because you've had it before. It's kind of sad because it's like, well, and then you've done that multiple times, which is what Steph is with both ankles, right? So uh, the good news is that uh, he knew right away that he's going to be back. Like he said yesterday, it was a little weird that I thought 
he was on the ground and it looked like I was like, oh my God, his knee's going to get torn. Uh, and then he popped back up and he's screaming, but he stays in the game and you could see him testing it out. And then when he leaves, he doesn't go back to the locker room. So to me, I was like, okay, well, he's probably okay. So what do you think? Like maybe 80%, 75%, 80% tomorrow. But hey, as long as he's out there, that that's really, that's the most important part. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to think until I see him move. So much of what Steph does is intuitive, movement-based stuff. And we'll see tomorrow. Uh, he's going to play. Uh, I just wonder if he's going to be as effective as he's been so far. He's been the best player of the series. Like, it's not even a question. Really Boston didn't ha- doesn't have an answer for him. Um, averaging 31.3 points per game across the series, like 49, 49%. He's hitting everything. Um, he's just not getting support. They'd be up 2-1 if anyone else, if he got better support from Clay and Draymond and Poole and those guys across the three games. But yep. it hasn't been that case. Yep. And this is where I think we need to kind of shift gears a little bit and discuss what I think is the most telling stat of this series. Warriors have 117 offensive rating with Steph on the floor, 91 and a half without him on the floor. If that was to end, that'd be the worst offensive rating in 50 years in the finals. All right. You know, it's, it's a small sample. It's like 30 minutes. He hasn't played, but like the point is they are not generating any offense outside of Steph Curry. He legitimately has no help as we love to say, and that needs to change. That really needs to change. So first thing that comes to my mind is Jordan Poole needs to play better and they need to put the ball in Poole's hand and let him run a pick and roll. Um, They did it with Steph in game two. They did it a little bit in game three. But this Boston defense has every split cut scouted. They know what's coming. They, and Jordan Poole's also not as good at running split cuts as Steph, just to be clear. So I think you're going to have to simplify the offense. God, do we, don't we say this every time they go down 2-1? Uh, <laughs> simpl- and, and just time, go directly baby. at them. You know, end of the day, if Jordan Poole can't make plays out of pick and roll, the Warriors are kind of in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as if they aren't already, right? They're already in deep trouble. A couple of things, a couple of other things are, um, Wiggins and Clay. As much as as great as Wiggins is playing, I think consistently, especially defensively and, and kind of uh, getting to the hole, uh, he just has to shoot better. Uh, he's shooting pretty badly from the three point line. Yeah, he uh, hasn't. He's five for sixteen through three games from three. Yeah. They need him to hit those because he's getting the same open looks he yeah. always gets. Get get to seven. Get to eight. I think it's like it's it's not that it's bad. It's just if you're gonna want to come back this series, you're gonna need those guys to hit shots. Clay Thompson. Horrible game one and two was very very good last last night, but you know consistent. You get another good Clay Thompson game tomorrow night. Very very good chance the Warriors win that game. So a lot of it's just like, can those guys just make more shots? Same with Poole, like you said, you covered them. And then the other one is is Draymond and Looney. So Looney only played seventeen minutes last night. Draymond played thirty five. Draymond fouled out in thirty five minutes. Draymond probably should have played twenty minutes last night. Um, maybe less that Draymond. Was a, that was an all-time bad Draymond game. All time. I mean, we covered it on the podcast. So everybody knows, but one of the worst games. He even said it himself, Sam, in today's pod. He said it was the worst game he's ever played. So Jalen, Jalen Brown made him look old, man. That's that's the thing. I'm curious to see what adjustment Draymond makes defensively. Cause I thought having him guard Jalen Brown was the right idea, uh, in the sense, at least when when they go to the five out and Horford's um you know, playing center and standing in the corner. It kind of made sense. You put him on Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen just spaced him out and blew by him every time. That can't happen. So I'm curious to see what kind of adjustments Draymond makes in that capacity. Maybe he gives Jalen a little more space, deal with the the pull-up jumper. But um, 
it, it was such a bad performance that I almost feel he just got to kind of throw it in the garbage and be like, all right, let's see what kind of adjustment he makes. Yeah, I think that's you. You pointed out it's it's less overhelping uh, on every single drive. It's an overhelp. It's three guys going at one, and part of that is that's what happens when your perimeter defense is that bad, right? Um, and then the other part is why are you coming up on Jalen Brown 28 feet from the basket? If he's going to drive at you and he's going to pull up for a jump shot, go ahead and let him have it. Yeah, that was some ego there. It's like, I want to prove I can check you from 30. You can't check him from 30. Well, Sorry. it's just, it's, it's also like <laughs> nobody does that. Like, the only person that does that is like get, on either team is Marcus Smart and GP2. So you got, to, or, or maybe right on staff like, because you're yeah. actually afraid he's going to shoot it from 30. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Jalen Brown, like, what are we, what are we doing here? Right. Hey, you're not, you're not guarding him from that far. So, um, I think some decent energy yesterday, but definitely lack of kind of for- they brought up force over and over again. It's corny, it's cliche, but the Warriors came in with none uh, yeah. in game three. And, and it Boston, starts, starts Boston kind of punked them physically. Like yeah. we yeah. can talk about the they got a couple bad whistles early in the game, but end of the day, you know what? I'd rather have them foul the Warrior players foul out being overly physical than which is kind of what happened to Draymond a little bit, but like I'd rather have that than them get punked like that. Again. It's also like, I think if in Draymond with game two, you knew immediately when he got a tech, you're like, all right, he's locked in. Yeah. It shouldn't take you that much. And if it does, then get a tech tomorrow. Right. I don't know what his numbers are to where he's going to get suspended. If he has a certain amount, but it's like, if that's what gets you involved in the game, then go get that. But if you're going to go out there and you're going to talk all pregame about how all, all this stuff about the crowd and the Celtics and all that, and then you come out and you play like, a regular guy, then don't even bother, right? And that's that's the other adjustment I'd make, although I don't think Steve Kerr can make it. I would just play Looney way more. 17 minutes is way too little. Uh, Draymond Green, if you're going to play that bad, I would sit him. Uh, you just you just can't do that. Uh, and But you, I guess you got to ride with your guys. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, if Draymond is playing that poorly, um, you got to treat game four like an elimination game, even yeah. though it's not – stick with Looney if, if, if it helps, you know, like put in just, you got to do something to, to turn the game around in some capacity. The other thing is, so th- this isn't particularly surprising. The team who's turned the ball over less has won all three games. Both these teams love to turn the ball over. So the Warriors got to force more turnovers. Um, Boston's Boston's loose with the ball, man. You should be able to, you should be able to press up on them a little bit. I think it's your Wiggins point. Wiggins needs to be more aggressive. Like, I don't know what else to say. He's not playing poorly. Like, in terms of the problems that the Warriors have this series, he's lower on the totem pole, but they need him to, like, there's there's such a substantial difference between, like, Jalen Brown's energy level and, like, Wiggins. I I need him to kind of rise up to it a little more. You know what I'm saying? I need a little more from him defensively. Yeah, I I think he has a lot on his shoulders. He's not one he of does. those. Def- he, he does. It's, I'm not, I, again, he's not playing poorly at all. It's just like one of those, like I, if he, he, I need more. He doesn't, he doesn't make the game changing impact defensive plays, right? He's not getting pick six passes. He's not getting steals, sure. but he's c- making all the sound defensive plays. And so I was curious and I, and I don't know if Steve Kerr is going to do this, but I, I kind of don't know why GP dude didn't play more with someone um, like Wiggins and Draymond. I know why. G- GP2, we didn't really talk on it in the post game just because there's other higher priority topics <laughs> in my mind. Um, GP was afraid to shoot the ball. He 
he he did the Draymond thing more he than did. once on offense, and I, I feel for him because it's a shooting elbow. There's no way that feels comfortable. He's also afraid to dunk the ball. Um, I don't know. I mean, what he missed the, the dunk yesterday. It was pretty. Yeah, bad. I don't know what the difference between game two and game three, maybe endorphins. Uh, but he needs to be an offensive threat because I agree with you. Have a if he can play 20 minutes, that's big for the Warriors because they need someone else who can like athletically get out there defensively. Yeah, because I think that's that's an adjustment to where you that's a guy that I just think has to play if you're going to want to win this series. Um, in terms of turnovers, like Boston's going to throw the ball around tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. You just you just know that regardless of what the Warriors do, it's a matter of are the Warriors going to be uh, energetic and forceful enough to where they're going to take advantage of that. They did in game two. Uh, and then they and then Boston played a better game than game three, and now it's up to the Warriors to do that again tomorrow. It, Boston, this team is so reminiscent of the Warriors, where you just know the Warriors are going to turn the ball over a ton. And there's going to be some sort of mental like they, they let up, and then all of a sudden yeah. the ball's in the second row five times yeah. in a row. And then the Warriors are going to need to be up 10, right? Uh, come the third quarter, come the fourth quarter tomorrow, uh, and, and go ahead and steal that game. But I think overall, they need to get guys that just are going to be able to stay on the floor. And I think. I think you talk about Jordan Poole. That's another guy earlier that you mentioned putting the ball in his hands. Defensively, he's got to care. He's just got to care more because if you're going to be that bad defensively, which he is right now, um, you've got to at least try to stay on the floor because the only, the reason the Warriors are overhelping is because they don't feel that anybody can stay in front of anyone. That's, that's really and to what the, to the Jordan Poole point, this isn't a series he's going to play 38, 40 minutes a game. Who cares about your fouls, bro? I'd rather he foul out in 27, 25 <laughs> minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's like Looney. Like, at a certain point, it's like, bro, you're, you're not playing 40 minutes. You don't need to cons- – Steph, when Steph picks up the third foul in the second quarter, he needs to conserve himself because he needs to play 40-plus minutes. Those guys – Air on the idea, air on the side of if I foul out, I foul out, you know? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Actually, I want to ask you this. Do you think Steve Kerr should give anyone who's not mentioned in the rotation a go? Uh, I'm talking... Not just Kuminga and Moody, but maybe a little Juan, maybe a little D. Lee. Um, I <laughs> I know your face when I said. That. <laughs> uh, do you think you hear what I'm saying? Should yeah, should yeah, one yeah. of those guys are all wings, wings of different levels and skills. This is a wing series. Boston's all wings. Should so those guys come in? You see James Wiseman warming up today. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, the Wiseman content, like we're in game four of the finals. Stop. I don't want to watch him do defensive slides. Pretty funny stuff. Pretty funny stuff with the eye emoji. Like, dude, he hasn't played in two years. What are we doing here? Um, <laughs> Moses Booty is going to be the guy for me. That's that's most. That, that'd be the one out of those four you'd want to see the most. Yeah, that would be the guy where I, you know, I have some confidence he can make a jump shot. He's really out of those four guys, actually, the only one that can make a shot. Um, and then defensively, there's none of those four guys are so good defensively that you're like, oh my god, he has to play. So just by that effect, I would go with Moody to where can you throw him onto uh, Marcus Smart? Can you throw him onto Jalen Brown, Tatum? He's probably going to get cooked, so you you got to have to pray out well, there. But it, can he stay on and not just absolutely get blown by? Absolutely get blown by. That's some of the issues with the Warriors it's right now. Team, it's team versus individual defender. Um, he's a better team defender than Kuminga. But Kuminga is better in one-on-one situations defensively. I don't know which one I want more right now because I could see a scenario where Kuminga's in and then Draymond feels the need to overhelp and we're reliving the open corner three thing over and over again. Because uh, that's let's be honest, that's Kuminga's issue. Uh, the Warriors play a lot of different defenses and you have to be able to intuitively know where to rotate when. Yeah. And too often than not, he doesn't. If he has a single assignment, he's actually pretty pretty good. You know, Uh, but that's kind of not where the finals are. Uh, Moody, on the other hand, I mean, for uh, for a one and done rookie, incredible IQ for understanding where to be. Uh, But, you know, he's he's not as athletically gifted as Kuminga. Right. So there's some work to be done there in terms of like individual defensive technique. Um, You could convince me it would make sense to throw Kuminga onto someone like Jalen Brown and just be like, we're going, man. You're staying on him. You're fighting through every screen. You're not switching anything. Just stick on him and see how it works. Because Jalen, a guy like Jalen Brown, he's not using ball fakes. He's not like going to catch Kuminga in the air. He's just trying to bully people. You know what I'm saying? And Kuminga might be able to match up with that. Like if this was, if this was someone like Trey Young, I don't know that I would want. Coming in there because I can just I, I can I see the image of like Harden or Trey Young catching Kuminga with his hand in the cookie jar, you know. But that's not that's not Jalen Brown. So I do think potentially they give it a go with one of those guys just to like just to see how it looks. 
it's scary because you do that on the road in a must-win situation. You don't know what you're gonna get. I think right. it, it, it would make way more sense at home. Yeah. And the, but then it's like, well, at home, you're either down three one, you're you're in a game five situation where it's whoever goes up or three two, two, two probably yeah. probably win. Well, whoever wins goes up and wins the series. It's tough. I mean, Steve, like the thing is that we don't talk about it is we're not really blaming Steve Kerr, I don't think, because it's like, how much are you supposed to do here? Now, I think one thing with Steve Kerr, it's like you just play your guys more, as we mentioned last night. The thing about Kaminga, I think, too, is offensively. It's so it's almost high variance versus kind of like a, a even you kind of know what you're getting with Moody where, you know, he's going to he's going to space. He's going to get open. He's going to shoot a shot. He's not going to turn the ball. But do over. they need do they need Kuminga's rim pressure? Forget spacing. I mean, I don't know what Kuminga is going to do on offense. He could be turning the ball over. He could be shooting it in the second deck. He could be well, no, one's, the ball. no one's no one's suggesting, you know, <laughs> Kuminga just ISO top of the key. One for well, shit. He might suggest it <laughs> like he might. Nah. suggest. And, well, no, I mean, put him, in the, put him in the dunker spot, you know, so like maybe. But yeah, I mean, all this comes out to he's playable if he's playing next to your main guys. So, yeah, I mean, that's 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 a fair point, too. Right. So Moody's probably better off. You play with Moody's probably better off. Honestly, to me, you play with any of those guys. Kaminga is where, you know, you put Kaminga left to his own vices with Jordan Poole. <laughs> Boston yeah. might go on an 18 and two run. I, look, I just it's not a Kaminga slander. I think it's just it's hard to trust a guy that just hasn't played real basketball in months. It's not his fault. He's young. It's a really bad situation. I think you just go ahead and you just go with Clay for 45 minutes. You go with Wiggins for 45 minutes. You go with Steph for 45. The, ge- the next game isn't until Wednesday. Right? No, you, or, sorry, Monday, 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 yeah. Monday. So you still got two days off between those games. So it's not, it's plenty of time you for give, you to get do a you rest. Give, do you give Iggy a shot? <laughs> you, you asked that question. No, and I love him. Uh, Man. Well, just, it's a player we haven't discussed unless you want unless we want to get into like uh you know uh, big gym talk again. I think <laughs> I think that you choose between GP2 and Iguodala. You can't play both of them 10 minutes. You choose one. Whoever it is that's playing better, you just go cuz then it's cuz then if you play both of them, now you got to play both of them on the floor or you play you play one of them with Draymond, right? Your defense is cooked like we saw in game 1. So, you pick one. And I think uh, you offense is cooked. Um yeah. what I was going to say is I would I would stagger Iguodala from Draymond personally, but I don't know. He has not looked good. I would rather GP 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 gives them a level of dynamic athleticism that they desperately need. Like we're talking Kuminga. Why? Because he's a dynamic athlete and they need a little more athleticism against Boston. I still think it's worth giving Kuminga a little, giving him a shot and just throwing him at Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum for a little bit, just to wear them down just to see how it looks. Um, it's risky, but I think, I, I think, think I'm other- in the, I, I just, yeah, I'm officially in the give the kid a shot uh, because you need to find something to, to unleash a little mojo in here. I think that's most important in the first six minutes of the game. Oh, the that's, Warriors, a, that's a great point. Yeah. Right. True to Warriors form. They've been awful. The first six minutes of this entire series. Right. Game one, they were only up by a little bit. Steph went off, but you felt you never felt like, oh, my God, like the Warriors could win this by 20 game two. They came out pretty piss poor down by 10. Same thing last night. So I, I if you're going to try to make a statement tomorrow, I think you make a statement benching. I mean, you're not going to bench Draymond. So you bench Looney. Right. And you go with Moody or, 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 the, or quick, whoever. The, the quick sub like, oh, Kaminga's yeah. the first guy up. Well, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Three minutes in. You know, J- J- Jalen Brown has two threes again in, in three minutes or Jason Tatum's going off. Like, go ahead and get him in there and, and make a statement so that 
after the first eight minutes of the game. You're not up by 10. You, you pointed out over and over again last night. The Warriors, they go down by 15. Now you got to come back from 15. You don't just get to come back from 15 like it's nothing every series. And then, and then the mistakes are so big that when the fourth quarter comes around, you work all the way back. And then Boston hits a couple shots and all of a sudden you're down eight. And you're like, well, I got to come back from eight or 10 points again. And you just can't keep doing that every single game. They played Boston even for three quarters. It's just that they put themselves in a 15-point hole last time. Boston's good. They're going to – this should be a back-and-forth game. You can't come out with that kind of lazy energy. Now I'm getting mad like I was last night again. <laughs> all right, well, here's what I will say. I do feel pretty confident that the Warriors veteran players – are going to come out with the requisite amount of energy. And if Steph and, and Clay and Draymond bring it from the opening tip, everyone will follow. We, you know, Wiggins will follow. Um, Jordan Poole, those guys will follow. And if they do that, I think they have a really good shot at going home 2-2. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think they win that game tomorrow. I think it, it's, it's the reason why these games start and end with Draymond is because Draymond's been bad. It's not that he's the best player on the team. <laughs> right. It's yeah. not that, oh, my God, they win the series. Draymond Green is the heart and soul. And no, it's they need him to play better. That's what it is. Steph is going to come. I going to come ready to go. Clay, I think, has found his groove. He's going to be ready to go. So where's the third guy? Where's the third part of that championship court? It's Draymond. Uh, and when you play the worst game of your life, you come back and you better play. You don't need to play the best game of your life. I don't think Sam and I are asking for Draymond to be the best game, play the best game of your life, but you can't allow this Boston team to own you on the glass like they did with Robert Williams. I think one thing to look for is Robert Williams played 25 minutes was a difference maker on Wednesday. So is he going oh, to be healthy enough to this do is that the on point, Friday? This is the point I wanted to make, yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk about the Warriors getting killed on the glass. I'm not concerned about it in the sense of, it's happened two to three times to them in the playoffs. I don't think it's a matchup issue. I just think Boston brought it harder than them. Yep. They need to focus. I don't think it's a – but what they can do is play faster and get Robert Williams the hell off the court. Because Robert Williams, he's limping every time that there's a he stoppage. Yep. He needs – run him off the court. Because if he can stay on the court for 25 minutes, it's a problem for the Warriors. Yeah, you probably lost that game like they did yesterday. I mean, he's just completely controlling the game like they do. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I think I'm with you. Pre pre prediction, pre uh, series, had the Warriors going back to San Francisco two two. Uh, the Warriors win the game tomorrow, right in prime position. Right, I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. So I, I think they go back to SF. They win two two, and I think they grind the Celtics down here the last three games of the series. All right, man, let's watch it.